1: fact that all these people around him were rejecting him, I'm sure it was hard, I'm sure it was hurtful, but it was not the most important thing at all. He was still able to speak. And, And even with these elders, even with these leaders now, even with the Sanhedrin, the council, he is able to confront them. He is able because of his confidence in his relationship with the risen Christ. He's able to confront
0: them, but he doesn't know the significance of it. Nobody enjoys being rejected, especially if the rejection is coming from those within your own community or household. Pastor Robert will be challenging us to preach the gospel and to be a godly example to those around us, even if it means that we are rejected by the ones we love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Now I don't believe that that's just talking about they couldn't resist the Holy Spirit because a lot of them did. A lot of them did resist the Holy Spirit. Not everybody came to know Christ. Not everybody you know, that heard him submitted themselves to the Lord. A matter of fact, we, the only real solid um, evidence that we have of any converse is, is Paul, Saul of Tarsus. What is this saying then? I think it's talking about, in part, his gentleness. You know, Peter admonishes us. He says you need to always be ready to make a defense, to give an account for the hope that you have in the Lord Jesus. But you need to do it with gentleness and respect. Stephen is a model of that. When when you look at his sermon, here he is in the beginning of chapter 7. He's being attacked by the Sanhedrin. He's being attacked by the leadership. And Stephen's response, his opening response, he refers to them as brethren and fathers. Brothers and fathers, listen to me. And you see the gentleness, the respect. He doesn't pull any punches, but he does it in humility. He does it as a young man addressing his elders. He does it as a novice addressing experts. But he does it knowing what he knows and hoping they'll listen. Do you understand? He gives us that model. He comes in faith and humility, but confidence and power, addressing these people. He's ready to speak. He knows what he knows. And he has no idea, listen, he has no idea the significance of what he's doing. How many times have you encountered somebody and they're just antagonistic towards you? You know? Imagine yourself in the the synagogue setting like Stephen. You know, you're going in, you know, you walk in here one Sunday because you've learned something radical and profound. And we all look at you like you're an idiot and tell you to shut up and sit down. And the entire family rejects what you have to say. Imagine that. That's hard. That's hard. Especially for a young man. It's difficult. But, see... Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. He knew the Lord and his audience was there. And so the fact that all these people around him were rejecting him, I'm sure it was hard, I'm sure it was hurtful, but it was not the most important thing at all. He was still able to speak. And and even with these elders, even with these leaders now, even with the Sanhedrin, the council, He is able to confront them. He is able because of his confidence in his relationship with the risen Christ. He's able to confront them, but he doesn't know the significance of it. He didn't know that this other young man, Saul, would eventually be tapped by God as an apostle and would wind up writing so much of the New Testament scriptures. He didn't know. Stephen had no idea. He had no idea. He didn't. He didn't have the book of Acts. You know, he didn't have this stuff. He was just being faithful. He, you know, he just focused heavenward, focused on the Lord, speaking truth. Do, you know, communicating his heart, trying to do it with gentleness, trying to do it with respect, hoping that there was somebody listening. And the amazing thing was that he was he was rejected. I mean, they didn't just. Tell him to sit down and shut up. They killed him, and Saul participated in that. We've talked about this before. You know, it's something that we all wrestle with. There are people that you just want to write off because they just don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't know about you, but I've certainly had it happen. You know, Pastor, listen. I respect what you believe, but leave me alone about it. You know, and sometimes not. Nearly so politely, you know. There, there's antagonism. There's, but you know what? Often, the ones that are the most antagonistic are the ones whom God is dealing with. You know, I've, I've had police officers. I've realized that often they're going to test me before they'll talk to me. Often they're going to come after me before they'll listen. They're going to try to mock me a little bit. They're going to try to provoke me. They're going to try to tempt me. They're going to test me in that role as a a law enforcement chaplain before they're willing to listen to me or, or open up with me at all. You need to realize sometimes that's what's going on. Sometimes you're being played just a little bit, not maliciously, but in the hope that you're real. And people want to know. Before they will listen to what you have to say, they want to know if you have something to say, or if you're just full of it. Because there are a lot of people out there who are. Get today's Herald, you know, their their humongous article again about the guy that I've nicknamed Puerto Rican guy. You know, the one that's convinced himself he's Jesus. And now he says he's the Antichrist and he's got tons of other people. And the article was good because they 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 acknowledge, you know, they actually had a cult expert. That they interviewed about it that said, you know, no, he's not dangerous in the sense that Jim Jones was, getting people to drink Kool Aid and mass suicide and stuff. He's just fleecing the flock, he's just cheating them out of their money. That's what he's about, which is probably true. No less dangerous, by the way. No less dangerous. There are a lot of people out there that are just full of it. There are a lot of people that, and and so it's right that you should be tested. Is your faith genuine? Before people listen to what you have to say about what you say you believe, do you really believe it? Because if you don't, a wise person is going to reject you, push you away. Stephen was willing to serve. He was willing to speak. He was ready to speak because he had studied. He had listened. He had applied himself. He had earned the right to be heard. Through that service to some extent. You know, his life bore testimony. And Stephen was also willing to suffer. That's the third thing. You know, Jesus told us if you're willing to serve and you're willing to speak, you need to be prepared for the suffering that's going to come your way. It's just going to be there. You can count on it as a Christian. But remember what I said in the beginning it's also a gift, that suffering. When you have to suffer for serving, you have to suffer for speaking up. Jesus says, great is your reward in heaven. And Stephen was ready. But you know, listen, maybe one point I didn't make in the first service that I think maybe I should make here. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some, somebody here needs to hear it. I don't think Stephen knew how ready he was. You know, we often don't. We often don't. One of the things that, um, that we all need to learn is that God doesn't give us advanced grace. You know, he doesn't give you power today to face tomorrow's troubles. He doesn't give you grace today to go through what you're going to go through next year. It'll be there when you need it, but it's not there now. And Stephen didn't know. Stephen, Stephen you know, up until this day, this hour, he didn't know. He, he's, he's a waiter. He's going to wait on tables. He's going to serve people. He's just the practical position within the body. Stephen is a deacon. He's a servant to the family. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he speaks when he has opportunity. He's talking to people, but they, they came after him. And moment by moment, he appropriated the grace that was available and dealt with the difficulties that were at hand. And as he did that, God met him there. and God used him and God made him fruitful. He, he, didn't, he didn't know. You know, someone has said accurately that dying did not make Stephen a martyr. It simply proved and verified that he was one. The word martyr is the Greek word for witness. That's what it means. Witness. If you really believe what you say you believe, nothing will change that. Even death.
0: Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is! We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves